and welcome to Aviation United by Aviation Zero. I'm delighted to be chatting with medical massage practitioner, author and founder of Morgan Massage, which is based in Massachusetts, Morgan Sutherland. A very good afternoon to you today, Morgan. How are you getting on? Great. Thank you for having me. No pleasure, without a doubt. We always have to do this. We, I know we spoke before the podcast started, but uh, what part of the world are you in? I'm in um, East Coast, Massachusetts in US. Very, very nice. And it's, uh, as mentioned already before, uh, I had spent some time out in Massachusetts and it's, uh, it's a wonderful place, uh, beautiful, especially during the summer. It's really nice, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. The, the summers, um, you know, are definitely nice and hot and um, it's, you know, beautiful, uh, beautiful sun today. Yeah, very, especially the winter's a bit chilly, aren't they? It's a little bit cold in the, in the winter season. Oh yeah, it can get pretty pretty chilly, and there's always um, big uh, snow flurries, and it can it can always be lots of shoveling. So yes, oh yes, we have to watch your posture. Watch oh, you your posture. <laughs> no back, no back strains. And that's what we're starting today. Which yeah, is really really good. So uh, very warm welcome to the show, Morgan. And so can you tell the listeners a little bit about your background? Well, I grew up with a um, you know in Massachusetts. I grew up with a, a filmmaker father. Uh, documentary filmmaker and who suffered from chronic pain and he spent um, countless hours contorted like a pretzel sitting in front of a monitor editing his uh, films and so growing up I would see him wearing neck braces and my mother would have to give him uh, ice massages and I think he bought even one of the first electric massagers which he used religiously right and um, my father seemed to get the most benefit from his weekly neuromuscular massages, which uh, created a dramatic shift in his level of pain and stress. And, uh, you know, and, and the magic of massage pretty much stayed with me. And I, I made a mental bookmark that I would return to years later um, and then eventually become a massage therapist. I did, um, after college, I taught English in Costa Rica. And then I returned to the States and that mental bookmark kind of uh, made me uh, make the decision to enroll in massage school which I, I worked, you know, I, I actually worked part-time and then studied throughout the week. And eventually I had enough hours to, to get my uh, job at a local day spa. You know, as a male massage therapist on staff, you know, working in that environment, I was, you know, I had to kind of put up with being one of the least uh, favored options. Right. Okay. And so I decided, you know, it, it was, it's kind of hard to, um, you know, break out in, as a male massage therapist in the field, but I decided to focus and hone my skills, and I took lots of advanced trainings that would help catapult me to the to the level of my my dad's massage therapist. Right. So I specialize in like pain relief and sports injuries, and so I transitioned into like gyms and physical therapy offices and an acupuncturist office, and eventually my own private practice. My specialties I, I kind of gobbled up lots of orthopedic and medical massage trainings. And eventually I had the chance to study in China at the Olympic Training Center. Where they, oh, wow. Um, and where, where, and was I, that? where was that? Where was that located? In Beijing. Oh, nice. Yeah. So I actually, I actually studied with, the, with the, um, the sports doctors that massaged the Olympic athletes. And I, I, would, I was actually seeing, you would watch them massage the athletes um, who actually were the Olympic athletes. It was really crazy. So they're really focused. And so I had that experience. Um, and then in, in 2005, uh, 2005, I was introduced to massage cupping, 
which you might know from uh, the infamous octop uh, octopus suction marks on Michael Phelps. Oh, yes. <laughs> in the, uh, the 2016 Summer Olympics. Right. Um, so, so after lots of trial and error, I became actually known in my area for blending deep tissue massage and cupping. And I, I even have an online course called our Cupping Massage Mastery. Oh, wow. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, it, you mentioned it with regards to uh, being in China as well. I mean, is, is there different techniques with regards to, to massage therapy itself? Um, well, typically they call it Twina. It, it's, some people might miscall it like Tuna. It's a T-U-I-N-A. And I think the way they pronounce it is like Twina. Twina, okay. Yeah. And um, it's, it's kind of like a sports massage. And it has a lot of, you use your, um, your hands and your knuckles and your elbows. And it's um, very versatile. And it really, you really use all parts of your body um, to, well, your upper body. And um, they even combine it kind of with physical therapy and chiropractic. So they actually, so I, I had to be a little more careful when I was learning because they were teaching us how to adjust people's necks. And I didn't, that's not, you can't do that in, in the States. You can't adjust someone um, if you're a massage therapist. But in China, they do. They, they'll do uh, lots of manipulation. But it's, it was impressive, you know. But it's all fully clothed, too. There's no um, disrobing or using oils. It's fully clothed. So oh, wow. Okay. That was interesting, too. And it just gave me um, uh, a new experience. And I, I saw, um, I was just in, more inspired so, I mean, let, let's move on then to the, to the main topic of the podcast, which is posture. We hear so much posture, the word posture. So generally, what, what is posture? Um, when you have proper posture, your body is aligned. You know, your movement is fluid, and you should feel you know, full of energy and flexible and pain-free. I mean, that's really, that's how I, I really see posture. That's what posture is to me. And is it, I mean, we, we always hear like, I mean, probably myself as well, I'm always being told off. When I walk down, even colleagues of mine have said in the past, your, your, your posture is, is terrible. And I kind of look, I look in the mirror eventually when I go home and I'm kind of, I'm kind of like, well, I am straight. I'm, you know, I'm, my shoulders are back. And, but people say I have bad posture. So what, what, what's, is there a difference between bad and good? Um, well, you know, wh whether you're, you're desk bound for countless hours, you know, like my father was or anyone who works on a computer or a desk jockey, I like to call them. You know, you're, you're hunched over. You're hunched over your smartphone. You're reading. You're chilling out on the on the sofa watching, you know, Netflix, or you're driving, or you're cycling, or or you're an air, you know, flying in an airplane. I mean, you're bad. Getting that bad posture where you kind of round your shoulders and forward head, your head juts forward. I mean, everyone's guilty of that. But the consequences are, you know, it can put unnecessary stresses on your muscles and joints. Right. And you know, and that can lead to pain and, and muscle fatigue. And, um, and it just creates an imbalance in your body where your muscles, where some muscles become tight and inflexible and the others become weak. So this can, this can lead to like a wear and tear on the joints and ligaments, which, you know, just creates an environment for potential injuries. So what, what, then more, what about the signs, um, you know, uh, can, can bad posture affect other areas of the body, like can affect your mood, your digestion, or specific to the main joints? Um, yeah, it can, it can definitely, um, whether you're like, you know, plugged into some device, you know, I like to think of bad postures, like when I think, I actually call it smartphone syndrome, you know, okay. but nowadays many people call it like text neck. And so, so this, this text neck, uh, this repetitive use injuries, 
of the of the upper bodies and neck and you know like i said before it can kind of create this sustaining of like this forward head posture and ultimately uh, overstretching your neck muscles which can leave you sore and inflamed lead to like you know heartburn or slow digestion because when you know when you're like in this flex i call it a flexaholic lifestyle yeah when you're always flexed forward you know you have your chest is concave so that can affect your heart you know cause heartburn or even slow digestion because you're sort of in this accordion like posture you know um and and this can also lead to headaches from the forward head posture your, your neck is is um, um strained and and even breathing difficulties you can have harder harder time breathing and is there any way then we can improve i mean how how do we get good posture is it easy to get good posture or you know do you need certain techniques do you need to be um well i think yeah, i think it, i think it's important to sort of be aware of of certain um you know muscular imbalances and postural distortions which which um there's a term called upper cross and lower cross syndrome it, it sounds really complicated but it's really this um where some muscles are continuously tightened okay like in the upper body and then other muscles are shortened and overstretched and then they become weak. So it's really important to like know certain exercises, which I, I've I kind of written about in, in, in my blog and, and some of my books. It's there's certain exercises that will help to kind of reverse this bad posture. And it, it kind of all starts with like, just, you know, trying to be more aligned and, you know, looking at your neck posture and where your neck sits and your, you know, with your shoulders and then where your pelvis is. So right. you want to stretch the muscles that are too tight, like in the pelvis and you want to, and, and also in the chest and you want to strengthen the muscles like in the upper back to become weak. Also in the glutes too, the weak, the, when all the sitting you do, it can weaken your glutes, your, right. your butt muscles. So it's important also to strengthen the, the glutes. And then that can, you know, that can also, that, that is a kind of a combination uh, to correct these bad postures. So you're, you're probably aware, uh, Morgan, uh, pilots, for example, or even passengers um, can sit for long periods in, in pretty kind of cramped or, or tight spaces. Um, sure. Is there any, any advice for, for pilots or passengers maybe sitting in, you know, for a long time and not necessarily for one or two hours? Or does it make a difference? I mean, kind of like a seated position, a cramped space for an hour. Um, can that still affect you maybe? If you're sitting in the same position for 10 hours, should we be getting yeah. mobile and moving around more? Yeah. I mean, I think if you're um, chronically slouching and leaning to one side, these positions can, um, you know, can, can cause back pain, but I, you know, I came up with some tips that I could recommend okay. you'd like me to share. Um, yeah. So, I mean, some of these might be very common, but um, some people might not be aware of some of them. So, you know, the basic, the first one is, you know, you want to find a good lumbar roll. Now, as a pilot, I don't know if that's something that's, you can easily slip a lumbar roll in your lower back. Can you roll up a towel or, or is it uh, is that possible? Well, we could, well, tell us, tell us the idea and you might, you might be starting some new, new uh, trend here. So go ahead. <laughs> well, you know, just, it's, it's important to, um, to have like a lumbar roll, uh, which is, it just kind of gives a little, um, it shifts your lower, your pelvis. Yeah. So instead of like when you're sitting a lot, you have anterior tilt. That means you're tilted forward. So imagine like a bowl of water yeah. and that's your pelvis. Oh, wow. And so if you have an anterior tilt, you're, that bowl of water is spilling forward. And that's normal. Everyone has like a little bit of an, of an anterior tilt. 
but if if you know when you kind of tuck your pelvis when you kind of tuck you bring your belly button in towards your spine it helps to kind of create like a neutral spine so so that bowl that's kind of tilting it kind of tilts a little bit back right but if it's if it's tilted too forward for too long so if you're sitting for many hours you know that can then the back of the bowl is kind of like your your lower back so that that can actually strain your lower back but then it can it can cause um pain in the front anyway so lumbar will, will kind of normalize that, that, that uh, lower back curve. And then the second one is doing the chin tuck exercise. So a chin tuck exercise is like, a ch- like those chicken, you know, when chickens are walking around yeah. um, a coop, you know, and they, they, they cluck their, their head forward and then they cluck it back. Sure. So with, with a, a chin tuck is when you, um, you want to kind of keep your head in like a, a level position, but then you, you then kind of push it backwards and for like three to five seconds. Okay. And then you can do that if you have a head, uh, if you're using a headrest, like you, a headrest in the, for airline pilots, or even if you're driving, um, you can use a headrest to kind of push your head back against it. Or if you're standing in a room, you can push your head against the, the wall, the back right. of your head against the wall. You can also do it lying down. The same concept. So the chin tuck is a good exercise to help kind of reverse that forward head posture. So you want to push it against there, that surface for three to five seconds. You can even do it in midair without any kind of um, support. And you want to repeat this a few times. And then the third, the third tip is uh, you squeeze your shoulder blades together. So like you kind of form like a W, right? Where you're like you know like the stick up position, like you know, or a, with the classic like hold up, you know, a bank robbery. Everyone stick them up, you know. So yeah. you, you kind of have your, your arms in like a form of a W, but you're, short, you're squeezing your shoulder blades together. And then you bring your arms up into the shape of a Y as if okay. you're celebrating. So that I'm actually, W- I'm actually doing it right now, Morgan, as you're talking to me. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, so, so the W's and Y's is also yeah. called wall, wall angels. So if you're like a kid and you're playing in the snow, you know, during the winter time and you're, you're making these annual, these, these snow angels in the ground. That's kind of the concept. We kind of did this ever since we were little kids, but we forget. You know, every, little kids, I mean, you know, they, it's like if you kind of watch little kids, you can kind of see, um, you know, the, doing the, the snow angels. So the wall angels is something you do like when you're standing, or you can even do it when you're um, kind of like kind of leaning over, um, like on an exercise ball. But... I just do this, you know, you can do it when you're sitting too. So you squeeze, squeeze the shoulder blades together and then you do these walls and these Ys, uh, Ws and Ys are wall angels. I think that's so brilliant. I'm actually doing that now. And uh, it's, yeah, no, the way you described it was very well. It was very, very good. You might find yourself, you, you, might, you might be designing a new product now for the future for the aviation yeah. industry. So well, if you, if you throw in um, what's called a TheraBand loop, there are these resistance bands, there yeah. are these kind of loops. So... To even take it further, you do that same um, W's and Y's, but you actually, you have a loop um, between, you know, around your, your hands. And so you're kind of pulling this loop behind your neck. Okay. So it's kind of, it looks like a long rubber band, a big thick rubber band. And then you, um, you kind of pull it back. So you're pushing against it and you pull, you pull it back behind your neck um, as if you're kind of doing like a, a pull down like a lat pull down, but that's, that's a way to do wall angels with a resistance band. And it even takes it 
further. So you're even strengthening more. And are these so, techniques, uh, Morgan, are they in your book, uh, Reverse Bad Posture? Um, that one, no, I actually have that possibly in my, I have a newer book that's called um, this is how to fix bad posture. <laughs> it's kind of a okay. silly title, but uh, you know, it's trying to do some keyword research. It's called "This is How to Fix Bad Posture," and um, it's you know, it's on Amazon. It's on if you look up Morgan Sutherland, you'll see it there in my uh, selection of books. And then um, I actually have some YouTube videos. I can, um, if you go to my YouTube channel at the end, if you ask me about it, I can tell you um, a little more of how to find some videos. That I've I've took all my exercises, many of them, and I've made videos, YouTube videos. You know, not, I didn't have any fancy equipment. I filmed them in my backyard this past April. I just went, um, I just went crazy, and I just like filmed like 27 videos. Oh, and wow. maybe um, you know, each one is an exercise routine, posture or back pain. But getting back to like the the, the list of exercises, I recommend is that number four is a pelvic tilt while you're sitting. So you do a pelvic tilt. So it's like you suck your belly button in when you're sitting, you, bring, you suck it in towards your spine. So imagine like your belly button going in towards your spine and you flatten your lower back against your seat. Okay. You kind of hold it there for a few seconds. Um, and that's something that, that also, if you do the, the pelvic tilts and the chin tucks, that's sort of the, the way to get good posture because you are, you're adjusting like your, you know, your neck and shoulders with the chin tuck. And if you kind of like just roll your shoulders back a little bit and then you do this, this um, pelvic tilt, like that, it might look a little weird, but that is actually more ideal posture if you can do that or kind of intermittently throughout your day, for your day. Doing this on a regular basis can build good habits. And, and you'll notice later that when you're standing, you'll, you know, people will notice like, did you do something? Did you get a haircut? You know, it might be weird. Thing, you know, you're like um, John Travolta doing Saturday Night Fever, walking down the road. Yeah. Is it you're strutting your stuff? Well, I, that's you know, when I taught English in Costa Rica, I actually um, became really good at coast, uh, salsa dancing. Oh wow! And I kind of I became like this salsa dancing massage therapist when I came back to the states. It was. Um, I mean, I don't want to go off on a tangent. Oh, go on, go ahead. Tell us a story, go on. <laughs> but, you know, the thing is that, like, you know, the salsa dancing really helps with your moving your pelvis and moving your torso. And so you have, you know, dancing salsa, um, and now it's, you know, you see it's so popular with the Zumba. But these kind of exercises, like these moving your hips and moving your shoulders, these kind of actually really help loosen up your joints. Right. And, and um, doing like the spinning movements of salsa, actually, um, it's just, it's, it's, it's really good. You learn good body mechanics when you're doing uh, some of the, the movements. It's, um, I forgot the terms of it, but it's, it's, it's just good for, that's when I got into massage, I kind of started incorporating some of the, it's kind of like mambo. It's another, yep. it's another Latin dance. So it's some of these movements of, of kind of shifting your posture or shifting your, your, um, on your different feet, you know, you're kind of shifting your movements. That's how I started getting into massage. When I would work, I would never get tired, but I did get tired um, when I was massaging in the day spa in a very small room and I was curled over a table, which, which was kind of pushed into a corner. So I started getting rib pain. 
because I was always hunched over, but I was standing. I, was, I had to kind of um, curl my, my rib cage over, and that's where I started getting um, rib pain. And it was all from bad posture because I was working in this restricted position because the room was so tiny, and they didn't, they just, they cut one big room and they put it in half, and then they put, they put a massage therapist in the room. It just didn't work. Right. Um, but anyway, sorry. No, no, the, it's good. I think well, now, now everybody knows now that salsa is good for your for your posture. You can get fit, have some fun, and yeah, it's good for your, your posture as well. It's hard to find someone who's who's salsa dancing not smiling. You know, right. it's hard. It's you're not going to find someone that's curled over and hunched over. You you know you kind of roll your shoulders back and you you almost like a string is attached to the top of your head. You're pulling your head up. Your your eyes are more alert and they're more awake. Another thing that you should be aware of when you're for pilots is that you know try not to if it's possible, try not to lean forward or sit on the edge of your seat because this can cause the lower back to arch right. and, your head, and your head to drop forward and then your shoulders will then follow suit and, and kind of round and roll forward. So that's something just to be aware of. And, but you know, if it's, I know your hands kind of have to be moving and touching different buttons. So, yeah. But if there's a way to like kind of try to drop your shoulders and keep them as relaxed as you can, so that they're not kind of your shoulders aren't really hunched up, so you're wearing them as earrings. Yes, that's just something to be just to be mindful of. I mean, a lot of the stuff is just being mindful of these little little tweaks throughout throughout your um, your day or whatever you have to do, what you have to do. And also, last thing is you place your feet flat on the floor if that's possible, trying to you know point them forward, right? So that your knees are level with your hips. Okay, that's just something just to be just to be aware of. Well, they're good tips because the the what what you're saying is correct. I mean, I know from from my point of view is or when I'm flying is that you're moving switches and pressing buttons, and generally your your body comes forward a little bit, um, and maybe that's where you end up. You know, you stay in that position rather than rather than following the the, the advice and the tips that you've mentioned. So no, that that's very very good. Um, pilots out there, take note. Watch your posture. Oh, good. <laughs> so good. What about lifting then, Morgan? So. Lots of aviation professionals, different roles. They need, you know, whether it be cabin crew, even engineers, or any suggestions to help their posture and back strain. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's hard to avoid stooping um, when you're, you know, when you're doing activities that require you to kind of bend over. If you can try to keep your knees bent and your back straight, it's kind of the um, essential. If if you're lifting objects with a rounded back, it can put unwanted pressure on your vertebral discs. You know, the, the bones in your spinal column, um, and that could potentially injure your lower back, which you don't want. And um, you know, keeping your body upright and maintaining a, like a natural lumbar curve is a better option when you're lifting. Right. And if you're if you're going to lift something, try and position yourself as close to the object as possible to be more stable. Oh, and, and keep your feet shoulder width together, or shoulder width apart rather, um, to create like a, a solid support right you know, and and always you know bend at the knees and tighten your abdominals if you can you know kind of lift with your legs that's something that you should do so it was like lifting with your legs so what about morgan there just to add on i know we didn't uh, cover this part but you know the way when you're on a flight and you see uh, lots of passengers putting their bags in the overhead stowages and they just kind of because the area is quite cramped in the oil in the aisle in the cabin aisle i mean is there any easier way of doing that um, and then put it in the overhead stowage to, to watch your, your back and your posture oh you mean so if you if you're carrying a big bag and you have to put it 
you have to stow it away above. Yeah, you know, you know when you're sitting down, some, and I always notice this myself, or if you're sitting as a passenger and there's passengers coming on the airplane and they're about to go in their seats and they're, they have these kind of wheelie bags or bags oh. which you're going to put in the overhead stowage. Is there a little yep. technique that, you know? Um, you know, I mean, you can always ask someone else to help you. <laughs> That's a good idea, actually. Uh, you know, you're kind of like, you kind of uh, put, it, put it on someone else to, to strain their back. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, you know, I think, I mean, it could also be that the make sure you have good luggage that's, you know, that's um, ergonomic. I don't know if that has, that's one thing. I, um, I'm not as familiar with like with luggage types, but I mean, I think just being aware of, um, you don't want to rush it really quick. I mean, just make sure if there are people like a long line of people that are waiting, you know, I mean, it's, sometimes it can get a little crazy if there's like, if the people are rushing, that's, that typically happens. People rush you and then you have to kind of quickly pull it up. Just, you know, just be aware of um, maybe clear the space before. Yeah. So that you're not, you know, you're not um, pulling it, you know, pushing it into like the, uh, the little area that's already kind of cramped that you, you know, just, just try to make, make sure if there's enough space before you can um, lift it up because you don't want to have to, so, you know, whenever you're carrying something over your head, lifting something heavy, that, that's a potential for like straining your neck. Yeah. So that typically can cause like potentially like a pinched nerve. If you're, you know, if you have a history of, of stiff necks or, or cricks in the neck. Um, so that, that might be a reason to ask someone else to help you. Um, otherwise, yeah, just, you just have to just, um, just make sure that you're not holding your arms up for too long, maybe. Right. So you're, you're the founder of, of Morgan Massage. So how can Morgan Massage help? Deep tissue massage, you know, is, um, is, can help correct postural distortions by relaxing, loosen, and relaxing and loosening and stretching tight and contracted muscles, which um, can encourage better alignment. So if you, if you have, um, you know, posture issues, you can just kind of, it's, it's better to kind of uh, compartmentalize and say, okay, Today we're going to work on your your neck and shoulders to kind of get more focused work to kind of loosen them up. Yeah. And then you know the more relaxed your muscles feel, the more liberated your joints will be, which inevitably inevitably will improve your um, journey toward better posture. And is um, I mean, do you have to go for say a number of sessions to see an improvement, or does it happen quite quickly? Well, what I find is that it's not like a quick fix. Sometimes it can be. I like to combine the, the self-care tips. So if someone's coming to me and they have, they know they have bad posture, uh, say that they have rounded shoulders and they have a knot in, the, in between the shoulder blades and maybe their head's a little forward so they occasionally have headaches. So, you know, I wouldn't, I would definitely, I usually focus on my client's problem areas first, like what they're complaining about. Okay. So I'd, you know, I'd work on their, I'd loosen the, the muscles in their back and in their neck, but then I would also make sure I would demonstrate exercises. So I would demonstrate what I was telling you. I would show them in, in person, okay, this is a chin tuck. This is a wall angel. I can only give them maybe like three exercises that they would remember. But right. over time, I, I now just, I can email them a link to my book or I can email them a blog post I wrote, um, and which has a num uh, numerous exercises, more than three. So they can actually follow along or or read the whole blog post. And, and that is, that has really helped me over the years because originally I would just maybe come up with a few ideas and then maybe they would forget about it. But now I have sort of, um, I always find combining 
the, the self-care homework with the massage as a better, a better outcome right. versus just coming in for a quick fix. Uh, you know, I mean, you can keep coming back for weeks and weeks. I mean, it depends on the client. I, I find the, the most success is with regular appointments. It depends on your budget. But if someone can kind of commit to maybe like twice a month, if that's possible. Yeah. Um, or even, you know, once a week for a short period of time, like for a month, once a week. I find that there's more progression. And if they're following through with the self-care uh, exercises, they're, they're going to, I've seen a lot more success uh, stories, people that are sort of committing to or investing in their, in their wellness versus right. kind of coming in for a quick fix. But I've, I've gotten, I've, I've known as the kind of quick fix person. So people come in, but it's kind of just like a quick, um, you know, elbow to my back for like right. 30 minutes. Uh, but I find the better results are longer sessions and maybe a little more uh, frequent. You, you mentioned work with, with, with uh, your book and, and we've mentioned already you're, you're an author. So what can our listeners, listeners expect when they read your books? Is it all the hints and tips, advice? Well, um, you're going to find um, illustrated exercises. So I, I found um, an illustrator who I saw her style. It was back in 2014. I started, I started um, when I wrote my first book, I, I found this illustrator on this um, site called Elance, which now is called Upwork. Okay. And um, of all places, she's from Kazakhstan. I tucked that in the back of my memory, but then I realized, like, wait a minute, she's from Kazakhstan. Right. But, you know, but I don't crack the jokes with her. But oh, she no. was a verified <laughs> artist. I mean, she it was just black and white illustrations, and, I, and they're explained very clearly. And so most of my books are about back pain, sciatica, and posture. So, you know, I've, I've taken some of the books, I've taken, like, chunks of my book and then written, written a new book, and then I've updated it. So I have a book series um, called, Reverse, called Reverse Your Pain. And that's, uh, that kind of goes through you know, posture and back pain and knee pain. And it's, it's a, lot of con- a lot of topics that I cover. Um, but it all started, you know, my journey as an author began in 2011 when I started blogging about back pain to get to, um, so my clients who suffered from it, could, um, I could give them self-care exercises. Right. But then, but then I, I started, I turned some of those blog posts into my first book. And then from that book, I actually took a chapter of one of those of, from that first book. And that chapter was all about posture. It was called, right. it's called six exercises to reverse bad posture. Now, if you write that down and you, and you type that term into Google, you will see other people have published that. So what I did was I published it to this, this Mind Body Green, which is like a, a well-known um, health website. And then they published it. And so I became sort of a, it was a guest post, and, but it went viral. Oh, wow. It went viral and it, it started inspiring me to, to write more. But then, you know, over time, they actually changed the title of it and, and switched. So it links um, to another article that, that I did not write. But I am, you know, so that, that book then became, that blog post then became a book on itself because I, I extrapolated on the idea of posture and I, I researched more and, and had more illustrations drawn. And, and um, I'll just quickly finish up with it. The, the big book that I wrote 
was actually in 2017, I strained my lower back, putting an air conditioning into my, um, taking air conditioning out of my closet. And I strained my back. And then um, I actually had to go to an osteopath, which is like this, um, it's like a doctor for bones. And he was able to manipulate and he gave me a series of exercises. So within three weeks of that really bad back strain, I mean, I was limping around, I had horrible um, joint pain in my hip. Um, the pain went away because I had done these, I had committed to doing these exercises. So those series of exercises inspired me to write this book that I call The Essential Lower Back Pain Exercise Guide. And so that's on Amazon. And that became sort of my, that was like my, for me, that was like one of my most important books that I wrote um, because it was like personal. But then at the same time, a kind of um, part of that book, I then made other books. And that's where the posture book went. I sort of took that posture book and, and made it bigger. So it became then a, a reverse your pain series. Are you planning to write any more books in the future? <clears throat> well, I mean, the last book that I wrote, you know, this is how to fix bad posture. You know, I kind of went into a lot of depth. It, you know, some people um, might see, is it isn't the traffic for reverse bad posture, po- bad posture exercises goes to that first book. Right. But, but the, the newer book, um, it, uh, it has so much information in it and it covers, you know, um, different injuries that it can occur from um, tennis elbow, you know, like pain in the, in the elbow from playing tennis or from like typing a lot. So that pain in the, in the lateral epicondyle of the elbow or carpal tunnel. Um, it just goes into more depth. And, um, but I, I don't, I, I see myself writing other books, but I think I might be done at this stage writing about posture because I've kind of, I've cleared my, my memory bank of everything I know right. and, and put them in these books. So I did, the next step was I took, I, may, I went on social media, social media or YouTube and I, I took those exercises and I did my best with the resources I had to make videos that could then, people could um, kind of see the exercises in, in real life, see what they look like when I do them. Um, so they are on my YouTube channel, Morgan Massage Video. It's actually called. Um, and um, are yeah, you on any other uh, social media sites? Um, I have a Facebook page, you know, Morgan Massage, and um, you know I'm on LinkedIn. Um, but yeah, I mean, typically that's pretty much it. Uh, Facebook page, and then YouTube channel. The YouTube channel, I have these videos that are coming out. Um, I schedule them to go out all the way into early November. Yeah, I know with YouTube, it's, it's, you know, it's, uh, it's a great platform to sort of be able to showcase, uh, especially if you want to share something that can really help people in a, in a video format. Yeah, I find it's, um, it's useful. So I'm, I'm glad that I've, I can now, people can, who are kind of curious about the exercise, maybe they don't understand how it works or how it looks from an illustration. You, know, you can get only so much. So um, I did my best to... Um, to to kind of show what it looks like in a video, but it's to my backyard, so um, and the sound quality is not like tremendous. It's it's the best I could do. But no worries. I think, yeah. I think what we'll try and do is we'll try and put the link um, with the podcast of of these YouTube videos. And yeah, yeah. We can see it. Everybody can then relate to what you've been saying today, and then they can see it within the videos. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I th- I think it's I think it will maybe clarify things more, but the 
the blog posts too on my website, I actually have um, a lot of information. If you just type in like, you know, bad posture, you know, exercises, I'm sure you'll, you'll find me on, um, on, YouTube, on uh, Google. Perfect. Well, what we'll do is I say thank you very much, uh, medical massage uh, practitioner Morgan Sutherland. You can check him out, as you mentioned, on his website, morganmassage.com. Uh, he's a LinkedIn page, Facebook page. And uh, what we'll do is we'll put some links in for the um, YouTube videos as well. Thank you so much, Morgan, for joining me today. Thank you so much.